but you know, being the times that we're in, this exchange hopefully will offer some inspiration, even though I am basically preaching to all the people out there in Facebook land. We have three main figures in today's gospel, Jesus, the Pharisees, a group, and the man born blind. And so we're going to first focus on Jesus and what the Lord does. He sees this man born blind and, of course, rubs some clay in his eyes and says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. This is really strange. It doesn't really make much sense. Why does Jesus do that? Why does he choose to act in that way? Could he have just said, be healed, and the man could see? It reveals to us, I think, that a lot of the times the Lord works in ways that we do not expect, kind of like we saw in the first reading. We would expect the Lord to work in this way by choosing the, the strong person, the, the one who looks most like a king. But he chooses the one that, we, that, 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 that Jesse didn't expect, that Samuel didn't expect. In the same way, the Lord chooses to work in our lives or permit things in our lives that don't make sense. We don't understand, why does it have to be this way? Why can't it be some other way? And like the apostles, we can try to understand. Did this man sin, or did his parents sin? And understanding why he became blind, why this evil happened in the world. And you can imagine, as I said, that how the Lord chooses to deal with it probably left them questioning too. What are you doing, Jesus? This doesn't make any sense. This is such an odd thing that you're choosing to do. But the truth is that God's ways are not our ways. And that we really can't understand why the Lord would either do something or permit other things to happen in the world, particularly things that involve evil or pain or suffering. The reality is the cross really doesn't make any sense. If I was God, I'd have done it a completely different way. But this is the way the Lord chose to do it in order that he might save us from sin. And so we are the ones who must face this reality. And I guess that's sort of the key word here. The reality of the world in front of us. The reality of what God has done, the reality of what God has permitted, and the fact that this reality often doesn't match what we think reality should be. But this is what the Lord has chosen. It's outside of us. We can't control it. We have to face it. And so the other two characters, both the Pharisees and the man born blind, show us two different attitudes that we can take towards reality particularly a reality that sometimes we simply do not understand. The first is the Pharisees. The Pharisees, of course, have their own idea of who God is and of how God should work and what he permits. There's no way that this man could be a prophet because he did this cure on the Sabbath. They sort of put God into a box. They put Jesus into the box. They put what their concept of the Messiah should be according to their own mindset. They want to impose their own vision on reality, to impose their vision of what the Messiah should be on Jesus instead of just letting him be. And indeed, Jesus chose to heal this man on the Sabbath, and he chose to do it in a rather strange way. But they can't grasp it. There's some cognitive dissonance there. And so it's a real struggle because they can't give up their own preconceived notions of how the Lord should work. They're grasping too hard and therefore they become blind and their hearts are hardened. 
They refuse to accept reality, and in fact, they rebel against reality. The reality they face makes them angry, makes them mad, because they can't get their way, because their sort of paradigm for how God should work doesn't fit in with the way that Jesus is acting in the world. And so that's one way of addressing reality. And so, the other one is the man born blind. I think if you read and really get into this passage, his words are actually sort of pretty funny. You know, I don't know where Jesus is. This is what he did. He healed my, my eyes. I'm just taking it for what it's worth. Uh, he sort of goes with the flow, as it were. He allows the Lord to heal him, even though he might be thinking, this is kind of strange. I'm blind. I'm putting stuff on my eyes. How am I going to get to the pool of Siloam? But yet he's healed. He can't deny reality. He can't deny what he sees and what he experiences. And so amidst all the chaos and the questioning and the Pharisees bringing the parents in, he's just like, this is what happened. This is reality. I accept it. And therefore, he can, of course, accept the reality of who Jesus is when he tells him. And that's the attitude of not trying to impose our preconceived notions upon the world or about how God should act or about what we think God should permit in reality, but just sort of taking it as it comes and living in the present moment. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, the word I've been using a lot lately is rumination. He doesn't spend time ruminating, trying to understand why is God doing this, asking all of these questions, kind of like the apostles did. Not that it's bad to ask questions, and again, our faith should seek some understanding, but at the base, we should have an attitude of acceptance of reality as it is before us. And to know that the Lord is either choosing to do this, or he is permitting this to happen in our world, even though we, with our little minds, cannot understand the way God chooses to work. And in fact, we realize and accept that sometimes the way the Lord chooses to work is radically different than the way we think he should work or we expect him to work in our lives and in the world. And so these two different attitudes are two different ways that we can face reality. I think they become pretty important for the times we are facing today, a time at least in the world that is uh, sort of unprecedented and the, the, the shelter down, the quarantine that so many of us around the world are living. And the fact that this is the first Sunday in the lives of all of us, I'm assuming, that we really can't go to Mass. You can watch it via Facebook, but you really can't be here. And so we could be struggling with reality. But the truth is, for whatever reason, the Lord has permitted this. He's permitted this virus. He's permitted the response that nations have taken to it. He's permitted so many dioceses throughout the world shutting down churches doesn't make sense to us. Maybe we're trying to understand why is God allowing this? What is the purpose for it? What's going to happen? The fact is that this is reality. And there's nothing that we can do at this moment to change it. And so we as free individuals are given two options. Option to be like the Pharisees or option to be like the man born blind. We can say, this is wrong. This is not how it is. This isn't, this isn't right. This isn't how it should be. And we can rebel against reality. We can take our opinions of the way we think God should work or what he should or shouldn't permit. 
and to be able to impose that on the world. Now, I'm not saying that we can, as individuals, say, well, certain governments or certain individuals could have handled things differently, but it's more of that attitude or a paradigm that shows that we want to impose our own reality on the world, that we are like the Pharisees, prideful, selfish, blind, and our unwillingness to face, and to a great degree, accept the world as it is, accept this condition as it is, in a certain sense, to make the best of it, in order to really sort of be like the man born blind. And we see this in front of us. We see that the fact is that things are not the way we thought they would be. No one a year ago thought we would be in this situation. But the reality is, this is what it is. The Lord has permitted it. What his purpose is, we really, really don't know. We may never fully understand. But to have that attitude of, I don't want to say go with the flow and let things be, we still need to be active. We still need to be evangelizing, working, and helping others, and practicing social distancing, and doing all these different things. But we can't let it disturb our peace, or make us blind to what reality really is and how we should perceive what is going on, to be able to live in the present moment, to be able to state the facts. This is reality. This is what we're facing. There's nothing I can really do to change it. I can read all the articles on Facebook. I can watch all these different videos and have my opinion of what should have happened or what led to this or how government should act. And we can put some little nasty tweets out there, but it's not gonna change anything. It's just gonna change our hearts and make them much harder. Instead, we can be like the blind man and go to Jesus, who is the one who will help us to be able to see. And we're like the Pharisees and we're struggling and we can't understand it and we're ruminating about things and we have so much anxiety. It's time to go to the Lord. Lord, help me to see. Rub some clay on my eyes. I don't care what it is so that I can see reality as it is and give me the peace to be able to accept it, although I don't understand it and I may not like it. And so today on Laetari Sunday, we rejoice in our ability to freely engage in and encounter reality and the fact that Jesus does want to cure our blindness of our eyes and of our heart so that we can be like that man born blind to be able to see the world as it is more importantly, to be able to see Jesus as the Messiah, the one sent into the world, who chooses to act as he does because he is free, he's God, he's omnipotent, but knowing he is bringing light into the world. And in the end, there's hope. Somehow it is going to make sense, but only if we keep our eyes focused on the Lord and put our hope in him. Amen.